Hello and welcome to the Natural Music Podcast. Sorry that it has been literally so fucking long since we have recorded one of these. Uh, that's uh, just the scheduling god's fault. Um, I'm Drew Pitt. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Drew Pitt one And I am Francisco Martinez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Martinez A. Fran, F-R-A-N. Uh, we're actually missing someone for this podcast. Our usual co-host, Alec Bruce Russ, is unable to join us uh, this evening, so our but he will be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our dear leader. He will be back for our next recording. Our yes. next podcast. Yeah. He will indeed be back, and hopefully our next podcast should be our much-delayed best of the year so far. We will get to it, we promise. Don't worry about it. Just just uh, keep your pants on over there, and it's all going to be okay. Speaking uh, of, <laughs> you know, speaking of much delayed, there is the best of June Indeed. that we are currently doing on July 26th. You know what? Math was never my strong suit. So... There you go. I, I relate to that. I relate to that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, as a brief intro, uh, we are both part of Natural Music. Uh, you can check out our writing on naturalmusic.co. You can follow our Instagrams and such. I am looking for them right now because I have terrible memory. And but Hold on. <laughs> It is. It looks like it's just natural music. So, for the Instagram, yeah, it's just natural music, all one word, no spaces. Um, Twitter of the same. Um, so definitely check us out there. We post a lot on Instagram and Twitter these days, and uh, on the website you'll find a lot more full length reviews of a lot of the albums that we're going to talk about right now. Um, continuing along that intro. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. All good. Um, continuing along that intro, the, um, the month of June was pretty nuts. Like not just from a one genre standpoint, one could have already guessed that it was probably going to be pretty big on hip hop, given that Kanye was putting out a bunch of albums and Drake dropped an album. It's bad. Um, Garbage. You know, there's, there's a bunch of stuff coming out. You had reason to be hyped. Who could have guessed that everyone who's good at music was going to drop an album this month. And we were all just going to be caught in the crossfire, uh, which worked out pretty well for us, I would say. Uh, our article for the best of June has um, more albums on it than any other month. Probably more albums on it than like the first three months of the year combined, quite possibly. There's like 15 albums on it. It, it was just a really good month. Uh, Francisco, would you agree with that? I don't know. I found it to be the best of the I, year so far. I, I think that June, like in a couple of years, like maybe 10 years from now, I think people are going to be looking back on June 2018 as one of the most out outrageous months for music output. Like, I mean, again, 15 albums. That's if I'm doing my, if I'm doing my math, right, math, right. That's yeah, a little more than like 20, like that's 15 albums okay i can't even math right now see i sucked at math it's it's a little it's a little under one third of our top 50 albums of the year essentially like which is which is insane yeah and i mean i'm just gonna list off some names that like dropped this i'm gonna give you big names i'm not even gonna give you the the people that came out with some surprise hits but in terms of big names you got kanye you got 
Kid Cudi and Kanye. You have Nas. You have Nine Inch Nails. You have Death Grips. You have Kamazi Washington. Like, the list can keep going. Like, I'm stopping it there. But, like, this month was ridiculous and awesome and very good. And I'm very pleased about it, personally. Um, and I... And we got some albums to talk about, don't we, Drew? We do. Um, we do, indeed. So, the first album that we're going to discuss today is going to be Kamazi Washington's Heaven and Earth. Now, note, when we discuss this album, we are not talking about the third disc that was included, which is called The Choice, because um, that didn't come out on streaming platforms until a couple weeks ago, so it technically didn't release in June. So we're just discussing Heaven and Earth as a disclaimer in case anyone was curious. We're going to start you in with a little snippet of the song Street Fighter Moss. This album, I think we're probably actually going to talk about it for a, a shorter amount of time than maybe some of the others because, disclaimer on probably both of our parts, we only listened to it once because the whole album is like two hours and 45 minutes. Like, this is Fellowship of the Ring in an album. Luckily, it's very good. Um, it's kind of not at all what you'd expect from a jazz album. It obviously has the very complex technical time signatures, a lot of crazy stuff going on with a saxophone, a lot of crazy stuff just going on in terms of general song composition. But one of the things that made this album really alluring and really distinct from a lot of other jazz albums is it really embraces a lot of other genres. Like it definitely incorporates a lot of electronic elements and incorporates a bunch of funk. Um, you know, Kamazi Washington and Thundercat are really good friends. So they collaborated on the album a little bit. Uh, you can definitely feel that in some of the songs, like the one I was just playing. Um, there's a lot of like vocal elements, so it's not just like random saxophone dribblings and things. It's also not like quite experimental jazz, though at times it is. So you're never going to be completely overwhelmed like you might in a Sun Ra or Catherine Sikora album. So like, it's pretty approachable, pretty good. The only thing that's really intimidating about it is the absurd runtime but uh francisco do you have any thoughts on this album further than that uh i really appreciated uh the opener fist of fury i actually noticed there's a little bit of latin influence and as you mentioned this album really loves to just take a whole bunch of influences and like again electronic funk i was kind of caught off guard at the start when i was hearing a little bit of like you know I felt a little bit of Mamba going on in Fist of Fury. It was very expressionist. And there was a really weird quality of being improvisational, but at the same time being very calculated. Uh, although I feel like at times there is improvisation for the sake of improvisation, and it doesn't really work out well. Uh, some, of the, some of the 
taking of other genres like can you hear him didn't really suit me that well but then you hit have again street fighter moss oh my goodness what a fantastic song that is kamazi washington at his best oh, and I, oh my god goodness like to think like when i have the time i am definitely going back in to have an earth get give this another deep listen because again you know we you know we have lives scheduling <laughs> gods and all that but this is definitely an this is definitely an album I would not be surprised to see myself listening to on a nice, cozy, warm summer night or any night for that matter. But again, I love how no genre seems to be safe from Kamala Washington and just picking apart the pieces and creating what is a really damn good album. Yeah, I was just like I was just impressed that it managed to keep my interest for like quite as long as it is. It's so hard. It's the second longest album I've listened to this year. The other being Brian Eno's music for Insulations, which, you know, only clocks in at a nice, soothing six hours or something like that, which is... What? How? How, how did you even... Like, did you... Were you... It was just kind of on in the background. It, I mean, it's, it's Brian Eno, so it's mostly ambient. So, okay fair enough fair you're right like god my itunes is freaking the fuck out on me so that's really cool i was gonna play some music for you all uh i'm gonna let my itunes fix itself and i'm gonna rely on our good friends over at spotify um so yeah that pretty much wraps up our thoughts on on kamazi it's good definitely go listen to it you don't have to listen to it all at once. that would be my biggest recommendation if you if you listen to it like don't don't feel like you have to listen to it all at once. Like you definitely should at some point, but it's a long album. If you don't have two and a half hours to dedicate to it, then just listen to part of it. Some of the songs are like 12 minutes long. You just listen to one of them. Uh, they're all, they're mostly all really good. Um, you have to listen to one street fighter Moss. Yeah, definitely, definitely listen to that. If you have to pick one, pick that. Um, our next album is going to be kids see ghosts which is the long 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 awaited collab of kid cuddy and kanye west um it's good yeah unlike kamazi washington it's also very short it's uh i want to say it's no more than like 21 22 minutes um and we're gonna play 23 you in, i think 23, 23. yeah uh and we're gonna play yeah. you in with my personal favorite song off the track off the album fourth dimension when it plays there we go and you'll find that even the kiddies are swinging in a later style what is santa bringing it feels so good it should cost brought an alligator i ain't talking the cost made me say uh like a mix of Master P and Rick Ross, uh-uh. She seen to make me always feel like a boss, uh-uh. She said I'm in the wrong hole, I said I'm lost, uh-uh. She said I'm going too fast, I'm exhausted. Now drop to your knees for the offering. This is the theme song. Worth Sorry. The- fucking wait sorry to cut you off no you're worth good. The f- <laughs> yes very that... worth the wait i uh okay so yeah do you go you keep should... going 
Okay. Okay. So first of all, uh, the track Drew introduced, I have no idea which track it was because my beautiful signal cut off me. But I'll just tell you this. He could have said any one of those tracks, any one of those seven tracks, and I would have been you know, right on the spot with him. Because this is literally such a solid, well-packed album. In like contrast to Yay, which seemed extremely rushed. Yeah, that album which was put seemed together in extremely like rushed. Honestly, it's like me trying to you know pull an all-nighter for like one of my essays in high school. This was well crafted. This is seriously Kanye's production at his finest, and it's absolutely amazing. Like to see what Kanye zoned in can do, and Kid Cudi. Is well, oh my god, his Ooh. his hooms, mm. they are so, oh my god. His, mm. <laughs> yeah. I really love how, like, how Kanye is able to pick you know the weirdest of samples and make them work. Fourth Dimension was that the song you played? That's the song I was playing. That's that's my favorite song on this whole album. Damn right, that's probably my song of the year. Like, honestly, it's so good, oh. dude. That sample, uh, it's a sample from like a Christmas album. Uh, our Christmas song by Christmas Louis, song, Louis Prima. Uh, Louis Prima, for those who don't know, this is how I know him, and probably by extension how most of you know him. Um, he was King Louis in the original Jungle Book. Uh, he's he's Wait, the guy. What? Yeah, he's the guy who does all the songs for King Louis in the original Jungle no. Book. Yeah. No. Yeah. Holy so shit! That's how you know him. That's why his I... voice sounded vaguely familiar, and you're like, huh, weird. Um, there you go. So. But yeah, that song, like, so to, to parrot a little bit of what Anthony Fantano said when he talked about it, but I definitely agree with, it's like, it talks about sex in this, like, weird, like, psychedelic, trippy way, like, opening a new dimension, and, like, the production is, like, huge and bombastic, it's got this crazy sample going on in the background of Louie, and it's it's just so good. And then, like, the other songs, like, Fire is, like... It's like Cuddy riding in on like a horse, like on a town that he just conquered. You can like see the music video happening. Kids see Ghost is amazing, and you've got like fucking most deaf or Yasin Bay, uh, talking over it at the end, which is always great. Cuddy montage is awesome. Reborn is one of my favorite songs of the year, and it's like just so satisfying. Probably even more satisfying to someone who's an actual Cuddy fan. I'll admit to like he never really like clicked for me outside of some of his early stuff. But, like, oh, I can imagine how satisfying it is to hear, like, Cuddy sounding good and happy and, like, oh, you know, reborn and, like, good again. It's, like, and also, I, I'd no, be I, I saw Cuddy in concert. Oh, really? Oh. Dude, that's dope. I would I would be remiss. Yeah, no, I, I saw Cuddy in concert in November. Oh, nice. Did he roll? Th- where did he roll through? Yeah, no, but, okay, uh, you're cutting off. Hold oh, on. Oh, sorry. But I'll just say this. When I saw him concert, he just felt... Oh, he was in Avila. He was in Avila Beach, actually. I'm surprised he came by slow, honestly. Yeah, that's like... And so, like, he just seemed so much more alive than, like, most, like, his past history has shown. And, like, I felt something good was going to come, like, music-wise from him. And, you know, lo and behold, we have literally one of the best... Okay, this is going to be a hot take right here. I think this might be my second favorite Kanye project of all time. Ooh, that is a hot take, but I—I I mean, I—I I think it's fair. I don't know I that mean, I agree but yet. The cra- but I would say here's the crazy fair. part, though. I think, 
I think this is more Cuddy had more influence over this than Kanye, which is crazy to say. That's what I that's what I mean, that's what I mean, because you do definitely see a lot more of like the rock elements that Cuddy's been trying to implement in his music for so long and, you know, did it with, you know, it just blew up right in front of his fucking face. Let's not let's not remember let's try to forget speeding bullets of heaven let's try to forget wizard man i don't even know and what album you're talking you... about i never heard these things <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then all of a sudden you have like again cutting montage uses a kurt cobain sample you have all these like just psychedelic rock influences as fantano did mention i did catch on the flaming lips in there yeah and it just totally it just good. came so well together together and it's it's amazing how much like just how good this album is especially okay especially feel the love holy shit when kanye just starts you know giving an alternate dimension whoopty scoop with this ratatatas damn that is so perfect i feel like a bunch of people didn't like that but i was like hooked i was so hooked i was like oh kanye's doing some wild shit on this track the samples are wild. It started with a really low-key push sample and then juxtapose it against this like crazy screaming Kanye West with gun ad-libs and shit. And I was like, I'm very locked in on this album. Also, I'd be remiss to not talk about how fucking awesome the aesthetic of this album is. Like, just the whole psychedelic vibe and then the awesome Murakami artwork on the front. It's super cool. I definitely dropped like irresponsible money on buying a shirt and the vinyl for this because I need that. But has it? But has your shirt, shirt come in? No, not yet. But has but your shirt? No, no, because it <laughs> comes with the vinyl. So like, it's not. Oh, okay. It doesn't ship till August. But oh yikes! Yeah, your your boy dropped irresponsible money on that shit, and I don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna. I wear dropped. It. <laughs> I dropped irresponsible money on the Wyoming shirt. Mm. I thankfully have it now. I just need to wash it so I can wear it again. And I did drop some money on on the Daytona vinyl, so I'm waiting for that me to too, come in. But too. again, and yeah, this is this seriously is... one of the best releases of the year. Yeah, it's got it's like, got to be my number one actually. Like just ahead of like now only in Daytona and a few others. Uh-huh. Like it's right up there. This is like this is a killer album. And you can listen to it in 23 minutes. And you can listen to it like 75 times a day and it won't get old. Like, uh, oh, it's good. And Nothing it's more weird satisfying how this than is... screaming those gun ad libs in your car. I'm like, that. It's so fun. It's weird. It is weird. That, like, it doesn't feel like 23 minutes. It does not, like, Daytona, yeah, as it, much as I love that album. It feels that's short. Like my, yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, you want more. But with Kids See Ghost, 23 minutes is literally the most perfect length like you feel so satisfied totally and it 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 is just so perfect i love this album i definitely would not be surprised to see this you know still at the top of my list come the end of the year yeah same i i I have a hard time imagining something passing it but while we're on the topic of albums that are very good that were fighting for number one spots before kid see just came out uh let's let's discuss um Soil by Serpent with Feet. Uh, I'm gonna play a little bit of the song Cherubim. Cherubim. 
So Serpent with Feet is a experimental like neo soul artist. Uh, some people have compared him to people like Eve's Tumor and Arca and artists like that. Um, I actually think he's maybe even more interesting than all those I just mentioned. And I'm just super in love with his sound and his music. And this is his first full length somehow. And it is phenomenal like it's just so good front to back the most you could say about it in terms of flaws is that maybe there's a couple moments of production that fall a little flat but like this dude has a voice like for sure i angelic yeah i don't know that there's anyone who sings quite like this dude like good lord and i've seen him in concert twice and i can tell you that the bravado uh, vibrato not a production trick. Very much a thing that he can actually do. Uh, and it's insane. Um, really? Yes. Absolutely a thing that Damn. he really can do. Um, so the album itself is an incredible expression of queer love and just love in general, like regardless of putting a qualifier in front of it. Uh, also, real quick, shouts out to just all the incredible music coming from queer artists this year. It's like it's a moment. It's a moment. We're in it. It's a vibe. Um, but like, yo, this album is so good. The lyrics are really great and poetic. I highly recommend like reading along if you get the chance while you're listening to it. But like, there's really not music like this coming out ever. Uh, that's why I don't 100% agree with like the comparisons of Arca and things like that. The closest you can get on that comparison is like, uh, they use weird production stuff. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's fair. But like, Arca is good of a singer as he is. He doesn't sing like this. And like, it's, Arca's music isn't like soul music. This is very deeply tied to like soul and gospel. It's almost like churchy in its its presentation, which is like very intentional. He talks about that if you see him live. And like, ah, it's good. Go Go listen to it. It's very good. Uh, I mean, touching on, you know, with the whole religious thing, I mean, Cherub, you know, Cherubim is literally, you know, it's a bunch of angels. A, an angelic servant. Yeah, exactly. Like there is such a religious influence on this album, it, which is pretty ironic. I mean, I say because of the whole, you know, you know, mantra with Christianity, Christianity and like, you know, queer rights, but yeah. it's just so beautiful. I, I really love Serpent with Feet's voice. Like, I think the one gripe I have against this album is I felt like it was too consistent in the sense that everything started sounding more or less the same. But his voice just tracks. Keeps, yeah, no, but his voice just keeps drawing me in. It's so oh my like I really like bless your heart. It was just, it was released before the album, but it still reminds me how beautiful oh my god. That's that's a song oh my a god. contender for sure morning song is just as good it's so taunting and chilling Thank and i love the shouts the out to morning song because that's, that's i love like a gem 
it is such a gem. The background vocals, it's crazy because I think the background vocals are just as big of a star on mornings on you know morning song, and it's crazy considering you know it's serpent with feet, yeah. the voice of an angel, and the backing vocals are just as good help maybe even better on that one song it just like without it i don't see that song being as angelic and as beautiful oh totally and as haunting and he's talked about oh like God. working with choirs and doing some of the layering himself because there's a, i think actually on most of the time the backing vocals are still him um and he's just like produced it in a way that it makes it sound like a full choir but like That's- there's so much to discover in this album and like like i said i actually thought of some lyrics while uh francisco was talking but one of the lyrics that always jumped out to me is from morning song and he does this thing where instead of like creating this big grand gesture of a lyric um like you would hear in like some sappy pop song he just he says i want to be i don't want to be small small sad i want to be big big sad and i'm like it's such a simple, like, kind of goofy lyric, and at first, it, it's you almost would laugh at it, but it's like, sometimes that's just the best way to express it. It's like, no, I don't want to be, like, kind of sad. I want to call out from work, and I want to throw shit, and I want to cry loudly in my room, and I want to listen to, like, like, I don't know, fucking The Big Ship by Brian Eno and watch me Earl and the Dying Girl and just cry. Like, that's, like, it, it's, like, effective and cool, and that's a very, like... I like all those movies, okay? Um, but yeah, it's good. Listen to it. Just do yourself that favor. It, he doesn't have nearly as much of a following as he should. And he's like, he's like this close. You can't see my hands, but like my fingers are almost touching. Like this close to being like the, like he is the next big thing in like neo soul music. And he's just like, people just haven't seen it quite yet and it's like he's the thing it, like it's definitively him you just need to all go listen <laughs> oh my god like let me i i had some two thoughts so if you listen to our uh, our podcast for april i made a controversial remark remarking janelle Monet's dirty computer which we shall we, we leave it that uh <laughs> this this is a this is a album done right because again yes. a lot of dirty computer had a lot you know i felt my main gripe was like you know i i mean as a bi man myself like i felt dirty computer was super cheesy and was not as succinct and as beautiful as janelle monet could have done because arc android is fantastic if you haven't listened to it listen to it but serpent with feet with this with soil is literally a much better dirty computer for me i just love this entire album and uh, I this might be a weird comparison, but I'm getting D'Angelo vibes from Soil. From I, could, I could see that in parts for sure. It's that soul I thing. Mean, I, it's the soul thing, and it's the romance thing. Where it, where I mean, again, if you haven't listened to, to D'Angelo, please listen to D'Angelo. But I, it's just the romantic aspect and like of Serpent with Feet and his just the way he delivers it reminds me a lot of D'Angelo, and I think. God, it's like this might be the D'Angelo of you know our decade or our generation even. Yeah. Like hot take again, but my God, just go 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 listen to Serpent with Feet if you haven't. Please, 
Yeah, if oh. if there's if there's any album like I could force all of you to listen to from this month, it's this one because like Kanye and Kid Cudi are going to be fine whether or not you listen to them. Like this dude needs you to listen to him and you need to be listening to him. Like it works both ways here for sure. Um moving forward into the realm of another queer artist we're going to discuss the excellent debut album is the debut album right because previously it was just an ep um uh it is, it is a debut album i nice. believe so yes the excellent debut album of everyone's favorite pc music um bubblegum bass expert sophie and i'm gonna play you in with the song immaterial So I'm going to let Francisco open up on this album. Then I'll jump in later with my thoughts. Okay. So uh, when I first heard this album, I, I was really hot on it. And I, I feel like, you know, the month plus since it's released, it's kind of cooled me down a little bit, but, I, but this is still a really fantastic album. I mean, we don't need to mention the one, two punch that is pony boy and face shopping. Like Woo! that, those two songs, Oh my God! Those two songs, in their own right, they rip. Are just too damn. They are so fucking good. Immaterial actually grew on me as I listened to it more and more. Like when I first heard it, I was kind of turned off by how, again, it sounded a little. It sounded way too bubblegummy for me. And then I started chewing on the bubblegum, and I realized this is some really fucking good yeah, bubblegum. And I just got my guy. <laughs> it is the best bubblegum. Agreed. It, like I'm surprised I'm surprised I didn't really like it at first listen. It's okay to cry, I feel like is a song that's going to age the least. And it's not because like it it just seems so out of place, but not it, it's so out of place, but it fits in with this album. But I just feel like as a standalone song, if you come upon it listening to, you know, you ha- you put it in a playlist or something, I do feel like it's gonna stand out as kind of weird coming from Sophie. Mm-hmm. But it is the centerpiece of this album, in my opinion. Yeah. Where as much, even though it's not necessarily the best song on that album, not by a long shot, mm-hmm. it is probably the most important song because of the, you know the themes. And I think that this is the first song where Sophie uses her actual voice. Am I mistaken or not? Uh, it might be. I think. I think. I think this is actually the first song uh, where Sophie doesn't use any vocal modification at, on it at all. Yeah, I like, I think the thing that ended up happening to me with this album that was very special was at first I listened to it because I had heard like Face Shopping and Pony Boy and I'm like, I'm a noise fan. So I like noisy, crunchy, oh. like aggressive, wild shit. And it was just like Reef that, right? Reef, Reef fucking sweet, dude. Yeah. And it was just like a bunch of that. And I'm like, I'm into this. Do this. Just do this. And I'm here. I'm here for it. Like, this is like, it's like clipping. It's like death grips. It's like fucking purient and like it's not quite as crazy as purient, but you know it's like it's big, it's loud, it's in your face. D- do this more, please. And then like it did those things where it was like 
kind of bubblegummy and kind of poppy. And I like found myself not hating it. And I'm like, what is happening here? And I like <laughs> listened back a little more and I realized what was happening was it was the first time I had listened to a like PC music slash bubblegum pop album that managed to be good and entertaining without its goodness and entertaining entertainment entertainment value coming exclusively from the inherent comedy that exists within all PC music like GFOTY. And I'm like, holy shit, this is good. Like this is this is what this can be. This is good. This is good. Immaterial's a good song. It's a bop. Uh, it's not my favorite song on the album, which probably goes to Pony Boy or Face Shopping, but strong. Big, Honestly, it's a coin. Big ups to big ups to whole new world. Um, but like this song, expertly, like almost effortlessly, balances this like huge ripping, like aggressive, noisy, gnarly industrial sound, and then it's like, and here's some like candy over there. And then it just like <laughs> throws in this like it's kind of like what Caro Caro Bonino was doing on her only acting song, but like more seamlessly blended. That felt like a shock factor thing that was kind of like for the fun of it. This is like it it sort of expresses that dichotomy, which I know is a, a big factor for Sophie herself. But like it just takes that dichotomy of what Sophie is and just like blends it all together in an awesome musical way very similar to how like perfume genius does it but differently because perfume genius doesn't rely on like noisiness as much but ah there's a lot going on it's really good check it out uh i uh, like noisy things this album, i can see why you know, i can see why a lot of people are starting to you know turn you know listen to sophie because of how well she, like she is really able to draw in just like mainstream normal listeners because I'm seeing more and more of my friends who I don't really consider them to be like as into music. And they're they're already fucking listening to Sophie, which is just how good she is at, you know, being able to find that balance between fucking noise and wonky and goddamn, bu- you know, bubblegum music. It's impressive. This album is probably going to grow on me again. And I'm going to love this album a lot fucking more when i um oh this this is just such a good album this is such a good album and speaking of good albums we have our last album of discussion which is death grips year of the snitch drew what song will we be listening to from this album i'm gonna play you in with dilemma it's happening now February 20th, Los Angeles, California. I'm in the studio with Death Grips. We're working on the new album at Sunset Sound Studios, 6650 Sunset Boulevard. They have a dilemma, but they'll win their dilemma. Yo, I'm I'm gonna make a bold take with this album. I'm gonna say something real bold. Death Grips is fucking weird. Okay. You guys didn't know. Death Grips is weird. They're weird. And this album, it's fucking weird, my guys. It's a weird album. <laughs> there you go. That's the boldest take you'll ever hear. Death Grips is weird. You heard it here first, folks. Heard it here first. <laughs>
in other in uh, in other news, I'd like to make another bold take. Water is wet. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I will say though, Death Grips being weird, well, not a surprise. Death Grips is really weird on this album. Like, they take everything and they're just like, "What if we recorded it in a garage?" And it's like, okay, uh, which is fine. It turns out pretty good on most of the songs, but like, this album is all over the place it's like it never picks like a style it wants to be in which is fine death groups has kind of done similar things before but usually they do that on an album to album basis but like dilemmas like weird and carnival-esque and goofy and then it like halfway through the song it shifts into being like more yell punk rap like they usually do and then like ha 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 is like super electronic and like harshing and like it's a weird album and it's all over the place i heard someone describe it as more like death grips attempts at being ween and i, I thought that was an interesting <laughs> kind of fun comparison uh by I, I the think way it's pretty it's pretty accurate actually yeah death grips death grips being ween on this album i think that's probably that's honestly the best way i can describe this album to my friends it's like yeah, they try to be ween. It somehow fucking worked. Oh my god! And yeah, like weird... again, speak, speaking on this, speaking on the genre hopping, how are we not going to acknowledge Streaky? That is that is that, when I first heard the song, when I first dropped the song, it was so out of left field. Like that is something I'd hear on top forty radio. Maybe I was so surprised when I heard Streaky, and it was. I still like it. I genuinely, I genuinely like Streaky. Yeah. Uh, but you know what song people never seem to talk about from this album, but I wish they would more because it's one of my favorite. Is Linda's in custody? It's such like a cool rock song. It's so like guitar driven and stuff, and I like it a lot. It's just fun. Uh, uh, Flies really... is good. Black Paint is okay. Black Black Paint's probably one of my least favorite songs on this album. Really? Yeah. Oh wait, no. Am I? Now that no, I'm thinking of which one am I thinking of? No, I like black paint. Yeah, I like. If black you're paint. if you're gonna bad. say black paint was your least or was like one of your least favorites, that would have been a hot take because black paint is probably probably one of the best death grip songs since. God, I don't even. Yeah, no. Black paint. I, now was this the is one be... I like. I didn't like horn section that much. Horn section was eh. Shit show was eh. Yeah, shit show's okay. Shit, yeah, but I think this is gonna be a hot take for me. I think. I think that Black Paint might be Death Grip's best song. Like, period. Since the Money Store. Oh, okay. Money Store is good. Everyone likes Money Store. Money Store, Money Store, I mean, everyone loves Money Store. Yeah. But Black Paint is just, it, it's phenomenal. This is a really good album. It's a, it's a little kind of spotty in places, I'd say. I think that's just, just because it's so all over the place that it, sometimes like right. when you're listening to it as an album and whether or not you want to let this affect your score is totally up to you. But like the, the aggression to which it jumps around is like so intense that it it's kind of um, kind of jarring when you're jumping from song to song because you're like, wait, this doesn't feel like it fits here. And then it's like because it's just not the same. Um, also, I just wanted to point out, I'm like 99% sure because I know he's featured on the album, so I'm pretty sure it's it's on Dilemma. But if I'm not mistaken, and Francisco may know better, the dude who's talking at the beginning of the of Dilemma is the guy who directed Shrek. So a Andrew Adamson, I believe, yeah, is his name. The director of Shrek. So like, yeah, I th 
There you go. Um, Here, let me let me double check. Yep. Yeah, he is on. He is on the llama. That is him. Yep. So that's him just opening it up. He's like, I'm in the studio with Death Grips, and it's just like it's it just makes no fucking sense because uh, nothing Death I Grips mean, does well, make sense. Zach Hill's exactly. an insane person, and so is MC Ride. I also feel like people don't understand how insane Zach Hill is. I I, I just wanted to make that known. Death Grips is not I mean, crazy because of MC Ride. Death Grips is crazy because of Zach Hill, at least from a musical side. Like I, that's that's pretty accurate, I'd say. That yeah. is pretty accurate. I have one more piece of advice oh. regarding this album. Um, don't look at the album cover. Just don't. I fucking hate it. Like. I fucking love it. What the no, fuck I are you get talking it. No, I get it. I get why you love it. And I get why people love it. It's very effective. It's disgusting and it freaks me out. <laughs> it freaks me oh out God, so much. No, it, it upsets me on a visceral level. I will, There's too many mouths. I will personally the wrong size. Print out, I will personally print out a large, beautiful print, photographic print of this album cover and ship it to you overnight. I will I mean, do that just it, to please you. If it makes you feel is... better, I bought the limited edition one where it slides out and it has the die cut holes where the mouths are. Uh, God, that, that is even better. It just hasn't gotten here yet. It will. But yeah, it's it, a it weird will. It will. It's a weird album cover. I honestly find it's this a... one of the most off-putting album covers ever, but not in a way that it's like, I would never say it's a bad album cover. I just, it upsets me, which means it's doing its, its job. So It's yeah. off-putting in the sense that i want to listen to this album and and just lock my screen so i don't i just have to focus on the music and not on the cover yeah that's what that. that's kind of like the vibe i'd say but i love it this album's great death grips is great and they're Trans- online okay no more uh, Anthony Fantana. and they're online um so that pretty <laughs> much closes us out for the discussion of albums i wanted to throw out some shout outs because like i said Lots of albums this year or this month. Try we limit it to five for the discussion for the podcast because as you can see, we're already at like forty five minutes. Um so I'm gonna do some shout outs and if you don't mind, I'm gonna start. Uh things you should also be listening to that were not mentioned here. Um the Freddie Gibbs album, Freddie, was pretty cool. It it drags in parts, but it bops. It goes um Kazuha Shita by Gang Gang Dance is good. Uh, Bad Witch by Nine Inch Nails is fucking excellent. Listen to it. Somehow, Death Grips, or not Death Grips, somehow Nine Inch Nails is still making more interesting music than just about everyone else that makes industrial music today. And they did a really cool thing where they went backwards and not only revisited some of their old stuff and like changed it in a way that they wanted to in terms of like making new music, uh, they also were influenced by the people they influenced because you can definitely get little tasty tastes of bands like Health in some of those songs, and it's cool. So listen to that. Uh, Father John Misty's album was good, uh, and I want to shout out uh, an album that probably won't get any shine from anyone else on Natural Music except for me. Uh, there's a full review of it up on naturalmusic.co, so go check it out. Uh, Artificial Selection by Dance Gavin Dance is good. Uh, it's very good. I like it. It's kind of like poppy metal shit, but not in the bad way. Um, and last shout out from me is going to be, again, to Serpent with Feet. I saw him live this uh, past week at The Echo in Echo Park, Southern California, Los Angeles. Uh, go see him. 
if he tours near you, go see him. I don't care what it costs. Go see him. It won't be expensive anyway. Uh, go, go do that. It's one of the most unique concert experiences you'll ever go to. He's very conversational. It's very improvisational. And he expects you guys to participate because, like I said, it's basically like going to gospel church. And it's cool. And go do that. But, yeah, good shit this month. Uh, real good. Definitely very good. Francisco, your shout-outs. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned this album because you're kind of cutting out, but shout-out to Snail Mail. God damn. I did not mention Snail Mail. That's an excellent record. Snail, like, she's 18. She's pretty much the same age I am, and she's already putting out, like, good quality indie, you know, lush music. It is, like, I mean... The album's called Lush, ha, ha, ha. Uh, it's just so soothing. Like, like I again, I feel like if I wanted to pick probably art, like an artist I want everyone to listen to, I feel Snail Mail would probably be near the very top of my list. So shout out to Snail Mail. I'm going to give another shout out to Father John Misty. Mm-hmm. You managed to make me less apprehensive towards you <laughs> with God Save a Customer. I don't, uh, I think I might've mentioned this in the past, but I hate, I, I mean, I don't hate pure comedy is so goddamn overrated, <laughs> but it is like so pretentious. So I want to shout out, you know, John Tillman, father, John Misty, making me a fan for once. Uh, shout out to yay. Uh, it was all over easy, the place, easy. but he did it again. He, he did it. Uh, but can I give a, sh- let me again, Ghost Town might be his best song since the Twisted Fantasy era. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It's possible. Though. It is possible. It's hard uh, to say. Oh, and one, one yeah. final shout out to Grace Vanderwall, the 14 year old musician who became famous on America's Got Talent. Uh, two days ago, so today's July 26th. I went to see Imagine Dragons, and Grace Vanderwall opened for Imagine Dragons for a 14 year old. She has such a pretty voice oh my gosh like and she's already putting out like really really good content for her age i would not be surprised if in like a decade or maybe even five years from now she will find that groove to break the barrier from like child musician into just a fucking musician she is so good and she's really climbing up in my opinion her voice is fantastic Mm-hmm. And Imagine Dragons was okay. They were okay. They were surprising. Surprising. <laughs> they were. I, I bet Dragons. they put on I a ha- good show. It is stadium rock. At the end of the day, it's kind of like made to be performed live. Um, I would like to throw in one more thing: the new Gorillas album, the Now Now. Not great. Not bad though. Better than the previous bad. album. I. God, what the fuck was Damon Albert thinking about that last one? That. Um, okay. let's play a little game before we sign off. If you're if you're okay. able, let's rank. I'm let's, down. let's rank the five yay releases. I'm a go. Uh, Kids see ghost. Clear number one. Daytona number two. Uh, Tiana Taylor number three. Yay number four. And then Nas is the worst one. I agree. I, I agree. Except switch not switch. Uh, Tiana Taylor and yay. Okay. So it'd be Kids see ghost. Daytona. Yay. Uh, Tiana Taylor. And uh, Nas. Tiana would have been so much better if Three Way just wasn't on the fucking album, but alas. <laughs> God, that's all I mean, so bad. T- no, no, 
No, hey, I mean, let's be honest. Any like Nas was just pretty bad on his own. Yeah, Nas, Nas was not good. I was very disappointed. But yeah, that yeah, that does it. Sweet for June. So, without further ado, we're gonna sign off. I am Drew Pitt. I am Francisco Martinez, and we'll be signing you off to the legend. That is MF Doom and his mysterious partner, Mr. Fantastic, with rap snitch dishes. Yes. As we'll, I see look, you, we'll see you next as we'll I look see everyone next month. For it on Spotify. Oh my god. Why did my a computer stop? Holy shit. Give me five seconds, guys. I love you all. Uh do 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 do. I'm a good singer. Uh rap snitch. Rap snitches. Tell me what the business is. <laughs> Snitches, man. Shit is bugged out, man. What the fuck, man? Niggas running their mouth. Telling them anything. And be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, rap snitches, telling all their business. Sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator?